Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. You know what would be a great idea? What? A segment on who would you trade for Matthew Kachuk? Right before Matthew Kachuk gets traded. William Nylander. Uh, Rasmus Sandy. first. Uri Mikush. Andrew Nielsen. I remember that bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a second. Andrew Nielsen. Uh, uh, who was the, he was the guy from New Jersey who was a Toronto, ki- a Toronto pick. Uh, Jeremy from- Bracco. It was, it was Bracco, oh, Nielsen, in a second. Oh, that's for everything. right. Yes. Yes. Bobby I was, Cappuccino. I don't know why. I was like, Joey Anderson, Alexander <laughs> Suglubov. Like, I was just <laughs> going through every Leafs Devils trade yeah, ever. No, no. Um, I, yeah. I, so, so um, it, it feels like it was eons ago, but the Matthew Kachuk trade happened after our last episode. Uh, a lot has happened out over the weekend, but I think the, the one headline that will give Flame fans some, Flames fans some heart is the fact that Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger are both open to signing extensions in Calgary, and they have yep. said so publicly as of today. And, you know, uh, Calgary has taken a real punch to the gut. Uh, Flames fans have. Man, talk about feeling not wanted. Like, we could relate, man. Like, when you look at uh, when Vince Carter got traded and then Alonzo Mourning was like, I'm not even going to show up. Yeah, that's like, a shame. You know, like... There's there's stuff that just that have, that has happened. It happens in every city where whatever reason people want to leave, and it really sucks. Unless you're L.A. or New York, and everybody wants to come to you all the time. This did actually happen in a minor way to the Florida Panthers a few years ago, and it was the Leafs who caused it. What do you mean? No one ever remembers. The Leafs traded. I think it was a third round. Or sorry, the Panthers traded. I believe it was a third round pick to the Toronto Maple Leafs for Chad Kilger, who just didn't go. He just refused to go? He just didn't go. Oh. What was go. his reasoning? I don't know. He didn't want to go. So he didn't go. He just stopped playing. Oh. Was that his, that was, did I he retire? That, uh, yeah. Here. Can you can you look it up? Because I'm working on a trade tree right now that he's involved in. And I was like, Chad Kilger. I remember that time. He just didn't go to Florida. Yeah. He just didn't go. Yeah. It's... I don't feel like it. I don't want to go. Yeah. Failure to report to Florida. On the NHL trade deadline date, February 26, 2008, the Leafs dealt Kilger to the Florida Panthers for a third round draft pick. He immediately requested a leave of absence from the Panthers management, <clears throat> which was granted. However, he did not report to the team at the prearranged time. And on March 5th, the Panthers suspended him indefinitely without pay. Kilger failed to report to training camp at the beginning of the 08-09 season and was officially confirmed to be retired on July 10th, 2009. He was traded to the Panthers, never went, then retired. Wow. Ah, That's an interesting one. Your brain is broken. Why did you remember that? Well, and now I'm like, who did they pick with that third rounder? Or was that one of the picks they used to move up and get Luke Shen? That's Chad, that's what I'm trying to. Chad anyway. Kilger is a fourth overall pick, by the way. No Dude, way. Go look at that draft. That uh, that draft is bonkers. Brian Burrard, first pick. Yeah. Which is crazy. I forgot he was drafted by Ottawa and then flipped to New York for Wade Redden. They did a swap. Oh yeah. I don't know how. I would love to know. You should do a trade tree on just that video or on why they did that. I I um, researched two trade trees yesterday, uh, and the idea of doing another one makes me uh, vom. This is the ninety five. Yeah, future Leaf Aki Berg number three. <laughs> he was a third overall. 
<laughs> then you get Chad Kilger and then Damon Lankow, who's pretty good. Steve Kelly, Shane Doan, uh, who is stapled to the Arizona flag now. Um, I don't know if you guys know that, but he is officially stapled to it. He's actually on it. Wow. And they staple him on. Terry Ryan, uh, Kyle McLaren, Radic Dvorak was a good player. Ah, Jerome Ginla. I don't know. I'm not aware. Wow. It's not, not, it's not a great draft. Not great at all. No. <laughs> Isn't Alexi Morozov that crazy ass coach that uh, he was drafted? Wasn't he the crazy ass coach that accused of Temi Panarin? There was a I couple, don't remember. I don't know which Morozov because there's a couple of them. Yeah. Right? There was a couple Morozovs. I, d- I think that's a different one. Okay. All right. Because that guy was crazy. I want to say the guy who accused him was like an enforcer. Anyway. That's yeah. So yeah. these are the little rabbit holes that I'm going down. And uh, Matthew Kachuk is now a Florida Panther and he is going to report. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, big, big money deal as well. Like, you want to give about- the details of the deal? Do you have it? All right. So the Calgary Flames acquired Jonathan Huber, though, who is uh, noted Alan Walsh client. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Weger and Cole Schwint. Schwint. Yes, I said it right. And a 2025 first round pick, which is conditional. It is lottery protected. And the Florida Panthers acquired Matthew Kachuk and a 2025 fourth round pick, which is conditional. The conditions are uh, if the 2025 first round pick that Florida sent to Calgary is a lottery pick resulting in Calgary receiving Florida's 2026 first round pick instead, then the 2025 fourth round pick that Calgary sent also slides to 2026. There you go. That's the deal. That's the deal. That's the deal. That is the deal. And then we got a haul. And then uh, Kachuk's contract's interesting. Because throughout the entire contract, eight years, he his base salary is only eight million dollars total. It's a very leafy contract. They have stacked the signing bonuses. Eight million the first year, ten the next, ten the next, ten the next, nine, seven, six, six. So what's interesting about that is that's supposed to make the contract. You would think, first off, for the player, it makes out lockout proof, mm-hmm. right? Because then they still get paid. Yep. But, you know, if you're a team like the Panthers and you actually do have some serious cash, and the Panthers do, um, you want to front load that contract as much as possible because if he stinks at the end, then you could trade the contract easily. However, they didn't do that. Have you even tried to text Alan? Uh, we, ha- we have messaged back and forth. <gasps> wow. Uh, but we, we have not... See, I, I don't know. Jesse and I sort of make a point of not bugging him about that stuff on text. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll be like, hey, that was weird. And then he'll respond with something. But yeah. I, I, you know. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, we're, again, not an insider. Yeah. So he's got enough insiders bothering him. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just the guy he does the show with. So mm-hmm. we kind of go, hey, how are you? And he's like, I'm OK. <laughs> what is it? Cr- think about who's moved for him this offseason. Uh, Pacioretty. Flurry, sort of. Sort of. Well, he signed a contract. That was a big enough deal. Yeah, Huberto. Yan Ruda moved. Yan Ruda mm-hmm. did move. No, Penguins. I think there's probably some more. I remember, I think there Boku was like... Mama signed an extension. That's right. Well, David Perron moved. Is, Perron moved, too. Is he Halak's client? Oh, yeah. Yep. Halak moved as well. He yeah. moved. So literally, <laughs> of his top clients, every single one of them moved. Wow. Or, or, re, or one re-signed. Oh, two we resigned. Martin Firth moved. <laughs> I forget where, but he moved. Where are the what? The, what are the Ontario Rain going to tweet about now? I know that slap shot. I don't know. It's but Alan's going to tweet the same thing, but blue because I think yeah he's the with the same blue Louis now. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. So he probably said to his old pal, uh, Mister Armstrong. He said, "You know what? 
You lose David Perron, but you gain Martin Furk and his mighty Furk bomb. Here it is. So apparently, by the way, I thought that I thought there's no way Tam- or uh, St. Louis would do this, but apparently Jordan Cairo's name was was in the if if the Kachuk deal had happened, Cairo's name might have been the one going the other way, which for Calgary would have been super duper. Not something I would like out there if I was the Blues. Right. That was the rumor. So what I have was from uh, Jeremy Rutherford. One source said the Blues proposal was Tarasenko, Scandella, and a high draft pick. No, no way. So and then wow. yeah, it wasn't enough. Wow. And then so the the, the reason I think Calgary went with uh, the Florida Panthers is because this is obviously a great haul, and I don't think so. The three teams that were in there were the Blues, as we discussed, the Panthers who didn't make it, and then Carolina who were trying to work mm. a deal around uh, Martin Nietzsche's. Uh, which isn't Still, like enticing enough, no. you know. So I think there was really only one option there for Tri Living to go with, and, and it was the best option. And you've got, I mean, with Huberto uh, there, I mean, obviously they got to go and they got to sign a center, right? They've got to go, or at least they got to, they've got to weaponize that cap space that they oh, have. Oh, the Flames, yeah, the Flames do. They've got to do something because they're not, they're clearly not rebuilding. So they they're going to have to go, but but whoever they bring in, hopefully has some finishing flair because Huberto. Setting people up is a really good thing, especially Huberto at $5.9 million. Yeah, I forgot how good that deal was until I saw it. I And I mean, I'd rather have Huberto than Tarasenko in terms of one year. I'd rather have Uyghur instead of Scandella. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, Calgary did very well. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's weird how well they did considering that uh, everybody knew they had to trade this guy. And that there were so little options because Kachuk gave his list of teams and it was uh, these teams and that's all you have to work from. And they still get this haul and like A plus on the trade grade. Now, oh, sorry, go ahead. There was another trade that it's, I'm just citing it. I'm not, we're not getting Mm -hmm. into it. Uh, Bjorkstrand to the Kraken. Mm -hmm. And there was a quote in there where Kekalainen said cap space is extremely expensive. So we're talking about the Flames, you know, potentially needing a center and I know the Leafs need to shed cap. And a lot of people were like, whoa, what about Kerfoot going to Calgary? Now, first of all, I believe he does have some trade protection, but let's say he'd love to go to Calgary. A lot of people have this very neat idea of a trade in there where it's just Kerfoot in, or sorry, uh, Kerfoot out, draft pick in. I don't think it's going to go down that way Um, because the Leafs need to shed there's not a lot of cap space to be had out there. Um, the, I think the Leafs, it's starting to look like... I mean, if Pacioretty had to be given away. It's starting to look like they might even have to sweeten the pot a little. No. Not with anything significant. Like, I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about like Nick Robertson. Dollars. But, well, who makes no money. So, But it might not be the windfall that you think. Okay, maybe not a windfall, but they're yeah. not going to have to sweeten the pot on Kerfoot. Well, like no a month way. ago, we were talking second. Keep them. And it's not going to happen. Ah, if they can keep them, which I think they would love to, that'd be great. But you, you still have to move someone else out. Fair enough. Now, uh, Bill Zito, uh, at Leafs Need God on Twitter, <laughs> which is a great handle. Yes. Uh, there needs to be a documentary about how Bill Zito transformed the Florida Panthers into a contender and then blew it in five months. Do you have the list? I do. Three first round picks, Huberto, Uyghur, two prospects, a third and a fourth out. Four, two months of Claude Giroux, two months of Ben Sherratt, and Matthew Kuchuk. Dude, if you win... Doesn't matter. No one keeps track of this shit. Mm-hmm. If you lose... Everyone. 
Like if not, not just if you lose, if you swing and miss hard and the Panthers swung and missed hard. Ooh. Well, they didn't need to spend what they spent on Drew. Or not Drew, Sherratt. Sherratt is what I, what I meant on that one. Um, you know, I think, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, Bill Zito's, Bill Zito's pretty wild. Um, and the, and the Florida Panthers are going to be very good. But if you saw that series between Tampa and, and the Panthers, you saw a Panthers team that was not going to... couldn't Well, it wasn't close. And then they, they didn't have the... I hate saying this, but the toughness and the grit that Tampa has. But Tampa's not yeah, tough. They, They're gritty. They just don't fucking quit. They're a wave. They just keep coming and coming and coming. Well, and like, yes, Kachuk is the tougher forward than Jonathan Huberto. No disrespect to Jonathan Huberto. But like Florida's now down Mackenzie Weger. Yes. That's a big deal. Like that guy's an asshole back there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is Radko Gudis going to fill that hole? Uh, yeah. And also fill the hole between his goaltender's legs and <laughs> under his glove and just above his blocker. And, and the Panthers are 3 million bucks over right now. Oh yeah. They got a shed too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's why I'm sort of surprised the deal stopped there. Um, because like, Florida's not done, but I guess Calgary mm-hmm. has specific needs that the Panthers couldn't meet. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's a very interesting game of musical chairs going on. I still Oilers feel fans like- are loving this, by the way. It's like they're like one second round lost, and both stars leave Calgary. Well, Oilers fans are just in their element right now. Two teams who had exemplary regular seasons and incredibly disappointing playoffs, mm-hmm. making a monster of a deal. And I got to say, I got to admire the cojones on Brad Living here. Yes. This is a GM yep. who I've criticized uh, often. Um, the 2025 first, and there's something there. Maybe it makes it more palatable to get rid of your own this year. But with, listen, in hockey, we're always nauseatingly talking about uh, the the hockey equivalent of the summer of Kauai. We're never going to see it, but this is as close as hockey has gotten. It's a hockey trade, too. The dude was second in scoring. He had 115 points, Huberto did. Traded for Kachuk, who I believe was eighth with 104. We haven't seen a 100 for 100 trade. I saw on Twitter, it was like Gretzky for Jimmy Carson. And Jimmy Carson scored 100 points in the NHL. Can you believe that? There are... I love the 80s uh, in terms of hockey stats, because if you go back and look, there are people you've never heard of who have scored like 40, 50 goals and 100 point seasons. Um, It's a shame it broke on a Friday night because it was truly a blockbuster trade. Yeah, this was a massive deal that we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, Quick trivia, quick element of quick trivia. Hey, man, we're trying to sell this thing. Quick trivia. Okay. Highest paid player in the flames right now. Go. Highest paid player on the Jesse Ginnon. I already know. Okay. I had Capra. Yeah. Is it? Is it Markstrom? Is it? Just say. I'm gonna say Markstrom. Jesse, who is it? It's uh, Markstrom. Nope. It's Sean Monahan. Oh, oh is right. It? Sean he's on injured yeah. reserve. Oh, That's right. Okay. He's got yeah. one year left at six point three seven five. He outstrips Markstrom by three hundred seventy five grand. That is, when you look at the names too, Hubert O'Backlin, I mean, Lucic's old contract, which is, will not end. Blake Coleman, Lindholm, pretty good value. And then you've got Hannafin, Anderson, Tanev, Zadorov, Uyghur, Valimaki. Like, that's a sick top six. That was was my favorite little stat 
um, of of the video that I had to make for Sportsnet is Uyghur is now the Flames' fifth highest paid defenseman. <laughs> and maybe their best. Maybe their best, and they still have Shillington to sign. Man, that's an interesting team, man. Like, uh, you could look at the Flames, certainly after they lost Gaudreau, and that, like, think of the mental swing mm. for the fan base, too. Mm-hmm. They lost Gaudreau. They know they're about to lose Kachuk. I don't think anyone in the Flames fan base thought they were going to get this kind of trade. And they went from getting considerably worse to, I'm not 100% convinced they did. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're on par with where they were, though. They, You're still missing Johnny Gaudreau. They increased the strength. Yeah, the one defense. thing, I mean, geez, you lost two-thirds of one of the best lines in hockey and arguably the best five-on-five. Five. But you replace one of those players with Jonathan Huberto, who, didn't he, like, set a record for assists or something? With a left winger. For, yeah, I think it was 71. That's unbelievable. So now he gets to play with probably Lindholm, and now there's an audition for who the hell plays on the right. Or you, you try to go out and make a signing. Like, tell me that the Flames are not now a very, very interesting prospect for a lot of teams that they weren't before. I think it's Lindholm, and then you probably get third or slash second slash third line center, you know, if you want to fill in the edges. But it's the Huberto was talking in his media veil about playing with Lindholm. It seems they're excited, and that's kind of the plan. I, yeah, for a guy who was really pissed off, uh, supposedly about the trade, did you see the clip uh, going around? He was <laughs> so. I had a friend go, oh man, we haven't even heard from Huberto since the trade. He must be super pissed. And then I sent him a video that was going around Twitter of him at a music festival in Calgary. Oh yeah? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Just having a good old time. Stampede, I guess? I got, or yeah, I don't know, I, like, I don't know a, a stampede adjacent concert. I've never yeah. been. Adam, Adam did you know Adam lived in Calgary? I Tell did us live about in Calgary. Calgary. <laughs> Tell us about it right now. Isn't that going on like this week? Last stampede week? was last week, yeah. Oh, okay. And it's it's 10 days of just obnoxiousness, but Really fun. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, man, like I, I couldn't. The the Kachuk stuff really did surprise me. I really thought. Um, I guess you know you, you want to live in you live in your country of birth. I can understand that completely. But it just shocked me. You, imagine two weeks ago, I'd said to you guys, both those guys are going. You're like, nah. And now both Kachuks are in the Atlantic. That will be interesting. Ew. Now, are they going to... There's one division in the NHL that's trying, and it's the Atlantic. Yeah. That's <laughs> trying really hard. Uh, yeah. The Kachuk brothers make a, I, I believe, it's a hair over $17.7 million per season combined for the And, and I think well worth it. Uh, yeah. Here's my question. When they're playing each other all the time... Keith, are they get going, a new hat. Are they going to play... Are they going to play each other hard? Or are they going to be sort of like they are where they're like kind of jokey with each other? Because I'd like to see them play each other hard, but something tells me they won't play. They need to fight first game. I think they should. I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, just let us, I, like, I don't even care. Like, just fake it. Do like WWE, punch each other's shoulder pads and, you know, go to, go to some, uh, go to some like stage fighting classes and really, really sell those hits. Just, just let the world know that you're not going to let the fact that your brothers and you're, you know, you playing each other isn't a novelty anymore. I mean, this isn't the first time they've been in the same division together, actually, because of the bubble. Oh, right. They're in the division. Canadian division, but yeah. 
Now I'd it's like, a permanent thing. There's no novelty here. I mean, that could get the NHL at like the top of ESPN's list of like highlights. If if two brothers are fighting, they're like, okay, we're going to get to the stuff you care about. But first, let's start in hockey with this one fight. All right, that's done. Back to basketball. Oh, there's, um, there's some executives at ESPN right now that are like finding ways to get messages to Brady. Like he said, your hair's stupid. Like, <laughs> I think he, when, he said, you know, your socks. When, when Matthew was traded, I think they were at a, a bachelor party in New Jersey uh, for Brady. Actually, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It was bachelor engagement. It was an engagement party. Engagement. <laughs> so they were uh, they were at dinner and they're all sitting around. It was, it was Brady's weekend. The Athletic did a good article about the uh, details of the trade breaking, and it was Brady's weekend. They're all celebrating him with the family, and Matthews there just taking phone calls. He's like, "Sorry, I gotta go away from the table," and he comes back to the table, and everybody's there, and he's like, "I just I'm gonna be a Florida Panther." And that's it. And that's, you know, he, he's talking with the agent, and they secure the deal, and they did the eight years on the phone, and yeah. And that's how it went down. Um, I heard uh, I, th- there's all sorts of stories like that. And some GMs eat shit for it. But like this is the off season, And this is when hockey players get all their living in. So, oh, man, can you believe that this happened? And they knew they were like Bjorkstrand was supposedly on his honeymoon. And it's like, well, this is when well, and, and trades happen. What was right. weird with Bjorkstrand <laughs> was like people were like, yeah, he's on his honeymoon and he just bought a house there. I'm like, he's on. He's got one year left on his deal. No, no. Does Bjork he? Strand, he's got like four. Does he? He's got like three or no. four. Yeah. Really? Who do I, who did I, who am I thinking of then with Columbus? But yeah, he signed through 2026. Okay. I can understand why he bought a house there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> did I think like, it was Gus Nyquist? The longer we, we've been doing this like on the hockey schedule, because we, we've got to do all our podcasts during the hockey season, obviously. And like, you got to get your living in during like July and August. Like I understand when it's like, oh yeah, yeah. they're away in all of these different countries for these two months and things just happen because they don't have time to live September through june and you have to do like, it early in the off season because you got to start training yeah. so if you're gonna have like a beer or a piece of cake one time this year you got to do it in and especially because it's two shortened off seasons in a row right last year was two months this year i think is two and a half months when did the stanley cup when you're eliminated when was the stanley cup award yeah but you're, you're right yeah when last uh last week of june okay like 20 like usually when the draft is right so like you know these guys uh, some of them, and obviously not Columbus because they didn't make the playoffs, but, you know, <laughs> they, they, I mean, there's not a lot of opportunity to do stuff. You got two weeks to eat pizza, and then you're like, oh, back, back to the it. diet, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at our schedule now, I'm like, we're doing episodes this week and episodes next week, and then we're on summer break, and then we're back to two a week in September, like, bang, right away. And and it's just kind of intense, you know? We, we were, to, I'll open up about this, we've been talking about moving a little bit. When the fuck do I move? <laughs> oh, like moving your house. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Yeah, or, I don't know. Sorry, well, sorry. Where is not the question. Where is actually the easiest part of it? When? It sounds like when? A, sounds like a, nef- a next off season problem. It's, well, uh, probably. Uh, probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's almost August. Fuck that. Remember when they but, had a kid specifically for the off season and yeah. then COVID hit and then they didn't? And then we find out, oh, Steve, Adam, Steve's moving next May. Yeah. As, as the as the least play in the first round, Steve's going to be like, all right, I'm moving. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Sportsnet. There won't be any videos this week. They're going to, okay, we've decided to finally win a round and also two and three and we're going to go to the cup final and I'm going to be like, I've got a life to get mad. Fuck. All right. Cool. And well, I'll just be doing my cup video from an empty blue room. 
<laughs> well, maybe it won't even be painted blue yet. You'll just be like, you'll hang like a blue blanket up. Like, it's blue enough. I'll do it from like the inside of a moving you truck. You know, honestly, you, all. you know what you need to do? If what? you do move during the season, the Don't place do to this. do your videos, you know where it is. Don't do it. You know where it is. What? What is it? No, your childhood bedroom, my friend. I thought where oh, you started. Oh yeah, you gotta go big back bed in there now, though. Well, so what? Okay, well, so get what? back in there. So what? You get back so what? in there. So I guess it's is so it what? blue in there still? It's still blue. Okay, so you get back in there and you do some because you know, I mean, it's so well lit. You've got a, a window in the back that always shone light in, which is the worst, <laughs> the worst thing that you can have on camera. Which is the it's light. So you bad. never want light behind you when no. you're shooting. <laughs> and that's what I did for a number of years. You just had this gray, pallid look to you, and with that old camera. <laughs> Nike had to be like, listen, we're paying you money to make these videos. You can't be red. Right. I was like, remember I had a full year where I was red and yep. I, I didn't know why. They're like, stop being red. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying. Look I at remember. that. Look at that. Now, I wonder, is, is it the lighting making me red or is it that I drank all the time that made me red? It could be, could be anything. <laughs> could be could be a mixture of both, but you were red. Could could be, get uh, back on the screen. Uh, what are you throwing? Oh, uh, that was a, uh, oh, a uh, party hat and a shark. There was me interviewing Carter Ashton. For everybody listening, we have a LFR, LFR from 2011. Was, you've been doing that for four screen. years at this point. There's my Olympic photo in the background. My Ryerson degree for some reason. <laughs> I have the exact same uh, one. Wow. With the same, we got the same framing. We sure did. Far too large and expensive. I, I don't. Yeah, well, uh, you didn't. I, d I don't. You didn't make the Jostens order because no, you didn't graduate. That's what right. Have you ever done? <laughs> What's the Jostens order? What is it? Is, isn't Jostens the framing oh, company? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, the, the, one that, that, the one that does all the school <laughs> pictures. We all went to elementary school in Ontario. Man. We all know Jostens. Oh man, I, I never got the frame. My parents were going to spring for framing my high school diploma. They're like, oh. what is that? Who cares? Yeah. Where um, you uh, where you get the pictures and they have the not for copy. Uh, over oh, it so yes. you can't like make oh, yeah. photocopies of it. Yeah, that would have been me. Yeah. I tried not to buy those uh, pictures because I had braces for my uh, graduating shot. But yes, yeah, I'm holding a vet, uh, uh, Jonas Gustafson bobblehead. Steve, you no. owe it to us. <laughs> you owe it to us if you're moving in the middle of the season to go back to that room and do a couple videos. Just do it anyways. Don't, even, even if you yeah. don't move, this is a good idea. You know what would be funny? Yeah, like game one or something like that. You know or Heritage Classic. Reaction. If if they win the Stanley Cup, you gotta go. That's back. where it's gotta be. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh no, I don't know. If he's got a brand new Spiffy Studio in this house no, that he's moving to. No, no. If they win, this is where the Stanley Cup LFR. You have to has do to something be. there. Yeah, that's where I bring the cup. Oh, are you getting the oh. cup when the Leafs win? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Steve gets a day with the cup. All right. I, work, I, work I mean, you should. I, I feel like if anybody <laughs> deserves it, but. If yeah, I got a cup, I'm bringing it to the At least dog. like game one of the Stanley Cup final has to be from this room. <laughs> That's it. Like I'm getting a tear in my eye right now. Like, <laughs> see, the emotions. I, oh my God. Whenever I think about a day with the cup, I'm like, there's days aren't long enough. I'd have to get up at three in the morning. And imagine doing that. What kind of a dickhead does Adam, that? Adam, do you know day? where the, Steve Sorry. got this idea that he's getting a day with the cup? I'm getting a day with the cup. Did, I've decided. Where did this come from? I, that was a sword that my dad made at work. Jesse, in the video. I, yeah. I don't know. That's why I made sure that I clarified that with him. And I said, if the Leafs win, you're getting a day with the cup. Don't and then I let him double down on it. And then I left it because I felt like, you know, 
anybody listening to that would be like, wow, okay, sure, man, cool. <laughs> I'm right? getting a date with the cup. <laughs> <It's happening. laughs> I'm getting it. Who I'm told sorry. you this? Uh, Shanahan in a dream. <laughs> All right, Shanny, if you're listening, you know who to contact. Oh, gosh. Ghostbusters. Um, anyway, listen, I, I don't know if Florida's any better. <laughs> I think Calgary's right. probably good, but I think Florida's probably good. Are they better? Are the Panthers better? I think it's the President's Trophy winning team. We're underrating how good they were last yeah, season. certainly. And that they're still going to be very, very good. And Barkoff and Kachuk is going to be an ugly match any night. I think two teams in a bind called each other with a clever solution for each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the Flames get some futures as well as two players who can help their roster immediately instead of just one. Mm-hmm. Um, what if Huberto leaves? What if? What, what if, if Uyghur leaves? What if? I mean, you can't live life like that. What if Kawhi leaves? And Danny Green, what if? Oh, well, they did leave after winning. Hooray. They're forgiven. We're a bit bitter at the Clippers, but... Uh, it's not like it's worked out well for them. It's not like it's worked out well. Oh, Danny Green last did get another ring, but not with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. He got it with the other one. The, yeah, and it wasn't because of Danny Green that they won. The yellow and purple one. They're not as storied as the Clippers. I can't right. remember. Yeah, they're that other team. The, the security for the, the Florida Panthers in their lineup that they have now, is it's very good. Like They, they have the, the big pieces of their lineup locked up for a number of years, and they're mm-hmm. going to be good for at least a couple years here. And they're, that's a good way to build a team. They locked up, like, in free agency, like, on the open market. Would Huberto get more than Kachuk? Uh, I think around... I think he'd probably get around what Kachuk got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe even higher. Jeez, if a guy who scored 115 points finished top two in league scoring, uh, became a free agent, it'd be a high price. But with Matthew Kachuk, you're buying better years, right? So eight years, that takes him to 33. Yeah. What would eight years of Hubert Ho take you to? That guy was drafted, like, what, 2011? Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. I, I remember covering him. I think, I want to say they won the 2011 Hubert Memorial is Cup? currently 29. He's mm. 29, there right? So it's going to take him to... His next contract could potentially take him to the end of his career. Yeah, Zito looked at it and he said, "I didn't really. I don't want to go into this offseason and do that deal. I don't want to hand out eight years to Huberto, and I'm gonna trade him for somebody younger who I want to give the eight years to." And what does he got to think about all season? Does he got to think about, "Oh man, could lose Uyghur for nothing, mm-hmm. could lose Huberto for nothing"? No, he doesn't have to think about any of that. Brad Treliving does, but it's better than thinking about, "Hey, I lost a couple guys for nothing." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also. <laughs> Let's, I mean, let's call it what it is. It's harder to get players to play in Calgary than Florida. Apparently mm-hmm. so. Apparently so. Like, the proof is in the pudding. Nazem Kadri should be a Calgary Flame by now. Mm-hmm. Easily. It's too perfect of a fit. Who knows? After this, maybe he still will be. Um, no. I don't think so. There's no way. It, it would have been like done. it's Denver. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. been also, let me ask you this. Is you there that, much of a, go. that much of a difference between Denver and Calgary? Yeah. Probably. I don't know, probably... Uh, yeah, at least climate-wise, there isn't. Been. Not climate-wise. They're both near or in the mountains. Both have legal weed. Both have a lot of uh, a lot of snow. I don't... 
I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that much of a difference. I, I mean, obviously, Kadri wants to play on a team that's going to win a cup. So I get that. With with Kadri, the Flames could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Different One, two, countries. Lindholm, Kadri? We'll Lindholm, see. Kadri, Backlund? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think, I like, think I mean, them being different countries matter. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I sat in Drake's car this weekend. I saw that. How? Why? Uh, well, so I had made a big deal of it on the morning show because... Um, he was his his the Bugatti from the um, starter from the bottom video, the Shoppers Drug Mart video about your life. That's right. It's my we were coworkers, Drake and I. Mm. Uh, worked Shoppers Drug Mart at the same time. Uh, just different shoppers. Anyway, long story short, the Bugatti in that video, Drake owned it. Uh, he drove it for five thousand kilometers uh, and then sold it to a guy in Chicago. And I and then the guy in Chicago was putting it up for sale, and this company called Faf in, in Toronto bought it. Uh, because they wanted to bring it back so that a Canadian would buy it. So I got to sit in the car. How much was it? $3.5 million. That's a lot of money. I got to sit in the car. It's a one of one. So it's only car on earth that's Bugatti of that year that's black with the orange interior. And the orange interior sounds ridiculous until you get in it. And you're like, okay, I get it. Team North America. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There, bring it back to hockey. And I have to tell you, I... I've seen a lot of like cars with big engines start up and that sort of thing, and I always get excited about it. But um, you've never heard anything until you've heard a Bugatti start. It was very, very cool. Just and I just thought I'm. I, I thought more people would be jacked about it, but every person I tell is like, "Oh, that's nice." But I'm like, "This is cool, isn't it?" It's definitely cool. Like I've sat in a. Oh God, now I'm trying to remember the car I sat in. Like that car is is more expensive than any house I've ever been in. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Like how many three no, and a half million dollar no. houses have you been if in? You've like, never been in a garage in Toronto? Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure like houses in Toronto. Well, are okay, just except that for the expensive. maybe the Princess Margaret show homes that we went to. Yeah, that's what, ten million dollars or whatever? I don't know. But I, I'm just saying. I took a picture. It's God, people are weird. I think this is how you know that we're like simple folk. Because I saw an expensive car while I was in Scotland. And uh-huh. the guy was like, Would you like to sit in it and take a photo? And I was like, I would like to do that. And then I did. I think it was a Lamborghini. I want to say it was like a bright green Lamborghini. Oh, it was probably a Lamborghini. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, sure. And then you get out and then you leave. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been a car guy. Well, yeah, I guess so. And I guess you kind of have to appreciate if you are. But I will say this. uh, uh, My girlfriend, Natalie, came with me and like played along like she was interested, which was really nice. Good for her. I thought that was really cool. You know, it's nice. SL doesn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this. And then she leaves. (laughs) And you know what? I respect it. Jesse, are we allowed to talk about what you did this weekend? Uh, On Saturday, I went to um, a racetrack down in uh, Cayuga. And you can... uh, I don't know where that is. It's down near... Do you know where Port Dover is? Down near like uh, the States. Mm-hmm. It's like an hour, half away. Oh. You know when you're when you're taking the QEW down to Niagara, and then you can you can you have the choice of going towards Niagara Falls or the other way. It's the other way. Oh, you know, and you're it's driving the other part of the state. Four hundred three, and you're like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, okay. So I was down there, and um, it was a birthday present from one of my friends, and then I got my dad the gift for Father's Day. So then it was like gifted to gifted, and you got to drive a luxury car on a racetrack. So I drove a Lamborghini for like six laps on uh, this racetrack. What speed did you get up to? 
so the so <laughs> because it's a racetrack they beforehand you like go through a either you have to get there an hour beforehand you go through like lessons and they and they show you how to how to drive the car so you you're not supposed to be watching the gauges because you got to be looking looking to where you're going yeah if, if you want to if like i was <laughs> the, they tell you there's no there's no f1 teams watching you out there there's no need to try and be impressive and do anything but i was like i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna <laughs> nail this <laughs> so, <laughs> so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna take this course i'm trying to go as fast as i can everything so i'm not i never i never look down at my gauges i'm looking to where you're driving even if like you're at you're like okay i'm taking this left turn you want to be looking ahead of where you're going at all times of course so, so I'm always just looking, but the, you sit with an instructor the whole time. So it's not just you out on the track. So I'm I'm in the Lamborghini, and the instructor's next to me. And when you start the track, there's a long straightaway. So when you're coming at the end, you're hitting that. When you're going back to the start, you're hitting the long straightaway. And when you have the long straightaway, there's enough of a braking zone that you can just floor it. So you you can floor it, and you can hit the hit That's the gas as much cool. as you want. Yeah, in yeah. a Lamborghini, what is that? A 10, 10 cylinder, twelve cylinder engine with those? I don't They're know. Just fuck it. The engine was massive. It just, went broom. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does the pop. So it every time, like you you fucking you step on it, it does that pop where you hear it. And, yeah. And then uh, afterwards, they like pop the the trunk where the engine is, and you get to look at it and all that stuff. Anyways, so I'm going down the straight, and one of the I think it was on like my third lap of my six on the third lap he told me i hit 180 oh okay so it's not bad <laughs> that's but pretty fast. I, I think i was faster because 180 kilometers or miles per hour kilometers okay, okay. jesus yeah. lord so yeah <laughs> i i think i was faster on uh four and five i think my sixth lap was a little slower but i think was, so i i guarantee i hit a little a little higher than 180 but he told me i hit 180 on that third lap because each time you go you learn the racetrack a little better so you get right. the first time you yeah. go, you're like, okay, I got. I'm like, oh, I'm doing this. How I'm, am I gonna hit this corner? I'm in a Lamborghini on a racetrack. <laughs> oh my god! And then so you're doing it, and then the, the third time around, you're like, yeah, I, I got this. I'm fucking I, dialed. Let's I, go. I know, I know, a chicane's coming up. Yeah. I gotta slow down and get to the braking zone and do my turns. And so they have pylons on the racetrack to show you the racing line. If you're a, if you're a fan of racing, like I I can't recommend this enough. Um, I'm gonna post a video on my Instagram today, or so, so you get um, a video of your entire drive. They like have a GoPro sitting there watching you, and then a GoPro facing out front, and then so you get your whole video of your of your drive. And then uh, yeah, so if you're a fan of racing, like there's a racing line that you got to take, and you follow. Like, if there's a double pylon, it's a braking zone. If it's a single pylon, there's a turn that you got to get to. And yeah, it, it was awesome. It was unbelievable. It was very great very cool. And I recommend it. Adam, you would you would love it. You got the choice. So you, you got the choice of uh, driving a Ferrari, uh, Lambo, a Porsche, and a couple other cars. That's cool. And, yeah, I, I've I chose I, Lambo. I've driven a McLaren before, and uh, uh, the only thing I would say is Jesse's so bang on with your where, where your vision is mm -hmm. because you point those cars in a direction, and you expect because you drive a normal person's car to be there in a certain amount of time, but you've got time to react. When you point those cars, wh whatever thing you've decided on it's there now you don't have time to think you don't have time to react even on the road and i drove i drove the mclaren on like the 407 and then zipped around and then drove back like it wasn't far and and as soon as, as the guy was showing me and he was like and then you just pop the pedal and i went like it, just, it just sucks you right back and it had an open cockpit on on it too right so you're it was it was crazy but you you don't you don't realize how little time you have to react 
So you're up to, and you're up to 180, and you don't even feel it. Yeah. Like my my truck rattles at like 120. It starts to shake, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're like, okay. And like you could feel the wind or whatever. Uh, my Subaru especially used to do that. It would just rattle along, whatever. My uh, station wagon. Hundred and five, it would shake. Yeah, it's just not great, right? No. Um, actually, my new truck doesn't do that. My old truck did a little bit, but the uh, uh, the 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 speed at which you can get in those cars, and you have no idea you're even there. It you was feel what, normal in the safety training. They told us afterwards be extra careful when you leave this the the venue because you're not going to realize your speed. Because yes. when you're in the car and you're 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 hitting a corner at a hundred kilometers per hour or whatever, and you go one fifty, it doesn't feel like it. it. Feels like the same way when you're going fifty or you're going hundred or you're going thirty. You know, in the, in these cars. So yeah, it, afterwards your speed's thrown off. Even even on the highway, sometimes like if you're at one twenty, it doesn't feel like one twenty anymore. You call it speed blindness. Yeah, right? yeah I don't yeah. know, but yeah. So that was definitely a thing that we had to watch out for. So uh, uh, <laughs> I first off, I I I think you should. I want to get you out on one of those with the way you drive, because safe. <laughs> you're a safe driver. Steve will be putting around there at 105. <laughs> For that would be amazing. I think the second thing that I I, I I didn't realize that there's like a whole like driver's culture thing where guys, that's what they do on the weekend. So some people play hockey, some people play cards. Some people, you know, what it, whatever it is you do, there are people that that's what they do. They go with their family and they go to the track and they have their car and that's what they do. Now, you know, like there's weekend racers and stuff, but then there's like weekend high-end people who do it as well. And, and one person that I know who is high up at a bank, um, he uh, uh, is, he's older than I am. And he was telling me about how they took clients to one of these race schools that Jesse went to. And they got him out there on the tracks and they were all driving, I don't 911s or something silly like that. And, uh, and, and just like with young drivers, there is a break on both sides so that if you're driving <laughs> and you're driving really fast and you got helmets on and everything, um, they can break for you. Wow. And the guy, so you get into the first turn and, you know, the first quarter is usually pretty gentle, right? And I, I, I forget if it was at Mossport or whatever, but um, the next one was a, a tight one. And the... And the driving instructor, who was French, of course, uh, said to the, the guy I know, he said, um, he said, okay, when you are coming in, you want to break. And, and so he sort of breaks, but it's slow. And, uh, and then the guy just slams on the pedal. Oh my God. And he's like, when I tell you to fucking break, <laughs> you fucking slam that break. <laughs> and and he's, like, he's like, so the rest of the time I was absolutely terrified. But uh, it was... It, I don't know, man. It just seems like a lot of fun. I want to do what Jesse did. I yeah. want to try that. You guys would love it. All I can think of is, did you ever see the video? A guy is like driving on a racetrack and he's got an instructor with him and he's not listening to his instructor. Sammy! Sammy! <laughs> Hit the brakes, Sammy! Sammy, what are you doing? Sammy! That's, that's all I'm thinking of right now. I've yeah. no, never seen that. That is so funny. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, yeah. Sammy! Sammy, yeah. So it's like this video that so, Jesse has. Uh, can we play it or this no? This was some of. Of, uh, oh, this is some of my video oh sick they give you video too yeah so you can it's for like an extra fee but you can oh, get the gopro yeah. footage of course it's for an extra fee but like uh you can get the gopro footage of your drive i want to see if you can hear some of the uh the car noises Does it say oh yeah this is the straight so that's me on uh, one of the straightaways there 
And uh, if you saw the pylons there, actually, it's not on the screen. Let that's not a Highway 180. That's no, no that's a ridiculous, uh, ridiculously quick acceleration. There, and Lamborghinis are so beefy when they when they power up, they're just a little better on the lines. Bad, bad. That's a bad, bad car. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a good way. It's uh, and for, because because you're on a racetrack and because it's a Lamborghini, it's extra sticky. So like your tires are extra sticky to the racetrack because it's you're you're racing. They're track right? tires. And, and they're using this for racing all day long. So um, it's a little harder to hit the turns, but it allows you to get more aggressive with it because I can like really turn the wheel and, and hit the corners. This is me on the straight. Wow. It was unbelievable. It was such a good time. That's very cool. That's yeah. very, very cool. I just yeah. wanted to bring that up because I saw it in your Insta stories. It was like, does he talk about ever what he's going to do this weekend? <laughs> like, <laughs> most fucking people would be excited about that. Jesse's like, oh, here's me at a Lamborghini. Yeah, there it is. By like, If I didn't ask him about it, he would have never no, talked about if it. If you had never brought that up, I would have been like, oh, I didn't do anything this weekend. I researched two <laughs> trade trees. I know. <laughs> and and your ancestry. Let's not forget that. Oh, that as well. Yes. So there you go. I played I played golf. Like that was interesting. Yeah, you had a good weekend, man. Oh. Come on. <laughs> I shot pretty well. That's pretty yeah. good. My wife bought a kiddie pool. We sat in that. Oh, <laughs> you know what though? Kitty pools are key. It Especially was, if you get them from the dollar store. They're the best. Very nice. Uh I don't remember where she got it. I don't care. It's a dollar. It's it's a dollar. <laughs> Got it from the Daller store. <laughs> I think we should we should do a day and go out and do this. We I, I, I want to take you guys there. It, it'd be awesome. Steve will bring the kiddie pool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, cool off in it afterwards. <laughs> another <laughs> another thing they have there is you can bring your own car. So if you don't want to do the uh, luxury cars, that should they I bring have the there, Mustang? You can, Who's ready to eat my dust? <laughs> <laughs> People take like their minivan and they're like, I want to do the track race, and they'll do like. Fucking six laps going 150 in their minivan and stuff. Cause that's kind of sweet, right? I'd so, like to try that. It's an option if you want to bring your own vehicle. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I would never I put know. the Mustang I, on that track. No. There's no way. <laughs> I don't know if you ever. You guys haven't driven in the Mustang yet, have you? No. So when you when you drive in a car that's 50 years old, it feels 50 years old. Oh. And and those cars were like no frills anyway. They're they're like they're just an engine and four wheels and a steering wheel. That's all they are, and some metal around you. So when the car turns. You turn with the car, so it, it the whole thing moves. And when they, when I don't know if they told you this, but when I was driving the McLaren, they're like, "Okay, so you know how you uh, you have a Mustang, right?" I said, "Yeah," and they're like, "And it's really old, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "What's it feel like when you turn?" I'm like, "It feels like the boat's about to capsize." <laughs> That's what it feels like. That's what they're they're just so fucking heavy, and the suspension's terrible. And he's like, "Okay, so when you turn the McLaren, it's not going to feel anything like that because what they have in them, a lot of these cars." is they have the ability to move fluid from one side to the other within a split second and balance you. And he said, so what you're going to have to do is trust the car. And I said, what do you mean by that? And that's when he floored it and then turned onto the, uh, onto the highway. And I was like, okay, that's what you mean. So when, I, when you got into the, the cockpit of it, it's like, it's, <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to do this. And I can't wait. I can't wait for Steve to come drive it around behind us. Like we should, we should definitely lap time. Be like, no, who, yeah. who's got the best lap time? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might lose. No, I, you know what? You might surprise. No. I think you would be. No, I, no, I won't. Would you be terrified? I don't know. I don't and know. is a Lamborghini that hard to drive? It's not, right? No, it's a car. It's not like you a know? stick. Like no, it's no. you. It's uh, you have the options to do manual transmission if you want. You could do it with a paddle shifter, but I'm like, no. Why would I do that? Why fucking automatic? Mm -hmm. You know. I would love to take you. That would be so much. Fun. Yeah, it'd be a good time. You'd you'd really enjoy it. And like my dad did it too, and like he wasn't. 
he wasn't trying to uh, be Max Verstappen, you know? Like, he yeah. wasn't out there trying to race. He was just having a good time doing the track and everything. Like, you'd probably do yeah. it like my dad. You're not there to be competitive. <laughs> you're, go, you're, you're there to go faster than you can on the road. We can hang out in the kiddie pool, me and your dad. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we do the press conference? Yeah, let's do it. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Uh, first question, Steve, you touched on it briefly. Thoughts on the Borkstrand trade? We haven't oh. really oh, yeah. dived deep, yeah, but yeah. the Columbus Blue Jackets had to uh, dump Oliver Borkstrand to create some cap space. They sent him to the Seattle Kraken, and in return, they got a 2023 uh, third-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick. Uh, congrats to the Seattle Kraken for finally doing what we all thought they were going to do, which is weaponizing their cap space. Yes. Uh, a third and a fourth for Bjorkstrand, who scored 28 goals last year, is nothing. Nothing. They will never know that those pieces are missing. Um, if Columbus hits on both picks, good for them. But they're third and fourth round picks. Um, he's automatically going to be one of the best forwards on that team. He's so good. Bit of a streaky score. Okay. Um, he scored at like well over a point a game, then went 11 games with zero points, and then ended the season with goals and four straight games. Right. So that's the the sort of player he is. But uh, high-end skill, um, you'll be real grateful to have that kind of skill surrounding uh, what we, uh, I think, all assume is going to be two rookie centers in Matty Beneers and uh, Shane Wright. Mm. Good trade. Great trade for Seattle. Uh, Yarmo, buddy, you got fleeced. <laughs> but I mean, he didn't he, have a choice. He, he got Gaudreau for free. Yeah, like he, but he didn't have a choice with the cap space. You know, right. he couldn't couldn't hold on to him. Yes, I don't know how badly. Well, you again, Patrick was given but... away for free. At least you got something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's a weird, weird off season. And I keep thinking about. Uh, by the way, I just got sent a graphic for a trade tree. That means it's ready to shoot. Oh, Ooh. very exciting. And it's not one of the ones I worked on yesterday, which means we're even closer to shooting those ones as well. Um, but the trade trees that involve the last three seasons are all going to require a boatload of context. Evan Rodriguez, Sonny Milano, P.K. Subban, Phil Kessel, Paul Stastny, John Klingberg, Ryan Donato, all still UFAs, and I just named a couple. What the hell is happening? Man, like, if you're Calgary, you couldn't convince Paul Stastny to come for a year? Why not? One year? Yeah. Paul, come here. Maybe they don't want him. I mean, could be that. Paul, do you want to be our second line center? Probably doesn't. Do you guys have any... Or, sorry, third line center, I was going to say. Do you guys have any guesses as to why there are very good NHL players who have just not received deals? People don't have the space. I think they're waiting on Kadri. That too. I think there are still teams that think that they got a shot. I heard over the weekend there was rumors of Kessel to Edmonton. Not a chance. Which would be hilarious. Really? That yeah. would be very There's funny. rumors, like, again, like, you never know, right? This, this, but, but I think... Kessel but doesn't even, like the spotlight, and he's going to go to fucking Edmonton? Well, that's why I was, like, I was like, I don't know. Uh, All right. But even these teams, like, there's wingers out there. There's defensemen out there. I think, I think you know, the Leafs probably do want to move on from, from Kerfoot at some point, and people are talking about guys like Danton Heinen, who would be a great fit, yeah. or, you know, and there, there are un unquestionably... Uh, uh, great players on them, or not just good, really great players. Genuinely, will make a difference on your team players. 
Um, but this is what you have when you've got a flat cap for how many years in a row now? Yep. And if, and I don't think, to be honest with you, again, I ask, is this good for the game? No. If is what? Is this we're, oh, the we're, flat cap? Is this good for? Is this really good for the growth of hockey? Well, do the owners know, really need to get that money paid back? Come on now. If you make this content, uh, not necessarily for a living, but if you're trying to get into making hockey stuff, which I know a lot of people who watch uh, or listen to the show do, uh, you're in a really interesting position where uh, all the the big names are taking time off. Yeah, they're yeah. all they're all you know, Frege and. CJ and, and rightfully so. Out of the, I mean, yeah. God. Well, no. What the? I mean, you know, we should all work hard enough, uh, or be so lucky that we get a vacation. Yes. Um. But um, it's it's a really. I just keep thinking about it from the perspective of the content man, because I think uh, I think August is actually going to be kind of heavy on hockey content. Yes. Yeah, I do too. It I, has to be. It well, literally it, has to. And be. there's also, you know, World Juniors and that sort of thing yes. as well. Like that's, uh, and I think Ivan Holinka starts soon. I don't know when, but You're soon. Just, you won't let go of that Ivan Holinka. I listen. <laughs> it's worth mentioning, and also I don't know if it I, is. I don't want to cast a, a dark shadow, but I think it's important. The hearings that Rick Westhead was talking about start tomorrow with hockey camp. Is it tomorrow? There, yeah. Wow. There's okay. something every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. I can't believe we caught the 2003 thing during the show. I forgot about that. Yeah. And we're just, we're waiting for that to explode. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So on, on the ice or on paper or whatever, uh, there's going to be a lot. There is. And uh, from that perspective as well, there's going to be a lot. This question is from It's Miranda, uh, along the same lines of kind of what we we're talking about. They ask, what are your thoughts on an adjusted cap based on tax rate by city where a pay- player is paid by a percentage of team cap okay so so first off let's not make that shit more uh more hard than it needs to be second yes as as alan has said many many times and there's a money episode where we talk we talk to the guy that manages steph curry's money that's gonna manage if he's with octagon jonathan huberto's money when his big extension kicks in I'm, i'm sure he already manages it but this is the guy that is like here's how you're gonna be a millionaire afterwards right you're a millionaire now here's how you stay a millionaire and they said in the episode, wherever you are, there are ways to manage your money so that the taxes don't actually change all that much. Now, uh, I remember, what was his name again from Octagon? Uh, Frank Z- Zeka. Frank Zeka. Zeka. It was in like October. So yeah, I mean, it was yeah, a long time Frank ago. Zeka. So part of me wonders, because he, I think, was talking about like NBA players. Mm-hmm. They make enough that they're undefeatable. <laughs> in terms of money. In terms of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if hockey players, even at the high end, make enough for that. Because mm-hmm. it still seems to be a big factor in the NHL, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's odd that players are averse to signing in Canada. It is. Yeah. Well, if if people are using tax reasons, that's just not it. I can see, listen, there's nothing we could do about the climate. The climate is what the climate is. Uh, when you play 41 of your 82 games outside of your home city as well, mm-hmm. um, and I obviously understand that some of that's going to be in Canada, 
but you're going to get taxed on the local jurisdiction. So even if you are playing in the States, you still get taxed in Canadian dollars on certain things as you're well. You're also being paid in American dollars. Yes. Your dollars go so much further so, up here than they do down there. So what's Austin Matthews' um, uh, contract? Uh, $34. It's 11.634. Okay, okay. So uh, American to Canadian dollars Ooh. okay Ooh. so let's get an idea of this so uh, what what is it 11 point uh one, 11 million six hundred and thirty four thousand yeah 11 million and four twenty sixty nine cents so. one one six three four zero 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 how many is how many zeros four i don't f- I can't do it. Uh, let me, let me, let me here's, 11, what it, here's what six, it is. Three, three dumb guys. Four zeros. Yeah, four zeros. $14.34 million Canadian. That's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Now, even if you're only taking home after taxes and whatever and agency fees and whatever you have to pay, uh, 30% of that, thirty. that's still 5 million bucks clear a year. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good in Canada anyway. So, you know, I, I have to say, I'm... I'm I, let's not make the salary cap harder. I agree that allowances should be made where tax jurisdictions are different. I think it's stupid that they didn't do that. Uh, but the NHLPA agreed to that. There's a lot that the NHLPA agreed to that they never should have. Um, I think... But I, I also think there are ways around it. Let's not make it harder for the average person. In fact, I'm an advocate to make the cap simpler. Let's make it simple. Well, what happens if a jurisdiction changes the way they tax? Which yeah you know, happens mm-hmm. yeah all the time it, every year every yeah, year goes every up year. it goes down what does it would it change mid season then right these aren't uh, NHL rules that people are fighting with the tax thing government you, you live in a place you have to pay taxes there is okay. the rules that they're uh, working under leave it yeah leave uh, it. next it. question Adam do you know what this means Arkel the Great says <clears throat> sorry I have some clearly from Hamilton Arkel the Great how many Extra great sausage pizzas have you delivered this week? Extra great sausage pizzas. Extra sausage pizzas have you? What does that mean? I have no idea. Is Do it you a have ju- another career you want no, to tell is it us a, about? How is it, many extra sausage pizzas have you delivered this week? Is it, uh, what is is that it a shot to? at my weight? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I have no idea. Was, <laughs> is there something with virgin about pizzas? Nothing. No? All right. <laughs> hmm. You got... You I'm going to ask for a follow-up. You got tight swim trunks in that photo or like what? I don't know. That, uh, I don't think they're, they're somebody uh, ahead of time was uh, the, saying you brought out the paddleboard as well. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. Well, that isn't even, you know, that's funny. Everybody thought that was the paddleboard I bought. It wasn't. Oh, that's. <laughs> the paddleboard I brought is still in my garage. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the, I did use a paddleboard, just not mine. Oh my God. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love what it. What does, does this mean? What do you mean? I thought it was a, a reference to I have something. no idea. We got a fun story. Could have of, been. But maybe, maybe I'm the one who's, who's silly and wrong. We'll find out when they reply. Okay. Hey, Adam, you sausage. Next question, Jess. Aurora Borealis. <laughs> at this time of day. At th- sorry. <laughs> Situated in this kitchen. <laughs> aurora camp camo says do you guys think it would be beneficial for hockey to have a service like f1 tv for formula one where you'd be able to pay a subscription and then watch all the previous games on demand as well as watching any game live on your computer yes so um who who did this recently when and steve uh 
Apple TV Plus. MLS. They bought the MLS. MLS. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember you that? Episode? Ten more years of MLS. Do you remember that episode? Yeah, that's interesting. Apple I TV also Plus. heard there was ten more years of MLS. <laughs> <laughs> Majorly, remember Steve? You repeat. I said it, and then you said it right after. Yes, and, and then the whole yeah. episode. Was, so yeah, anyways, yeah, Apple but paid a couple billion. That's for that, I think. that's kind of the idea we got to go with for the pro sports, right? I think so. I mean, that's the future. Here's here's what it should be. You should be able to watch any game at any time on demand if you pay a subscription fee for anything. Mm -hmm. Like if, like I can understand in the states if the rights are split between ESPN and TNT, cool. So I have to have a subscription to both. But whatever channel ran that game, I should be able to watch it. Um, and in I think in Canada, I think in sports that you can, and I you used to be able to with Center Ice unless there was like local blackouts. And or they whatever. got rid of it. But it's just a pain in the it's a pain in the ass. And I do agree. For, Formula One does it great because Formula One's got their own broadcast for the game or for the for the race, and then they've got the Sky Sports broadcast. So it depends on what announcers you like or how you like the race done. The Formula One one will will cover the whole race. Sky Sports picks about three cars, and that's all you see the whole show. It's a complicated conversation because uh, people are always yelling at me about the Watch a Leaf game mm -hmm. streams and the playoff streams and make it available in my country. Well, it's we can't do that. We're not allowed. Mm -hmm. um, now, I think it's antiquated that it's not allowed. I don't think we live in that world anymore, but that's not Sportsnet's decision to make. Um, the leagues have to get together. Lawmakers have to get together and the broadcasters have to get together. But don't make things difficult. Don't make things difficult in 2022. People will just steal it. It's easy to steal. They'll just steal it. And mm -hmm. if, if it's on, if the game is on, you should be able to watch it anywhere in the world they anywhere in the world they should Figure have the rights that they have now where you have the exclusive rights okay sportsman's the holder of the rights in canada espn tnt they have in the states but the nhl should have the foresight to hold back against these tv companies and say but we're also selling all international rights for to whatever company whether it's amazon google whoever wants to buy it on their streaming service and people can buy that and surpass your packages for a giant fee. Like say it's 400 bucks a year, you can buy NHL TV and you get everything. You should you yeah. should have that written in a contract where we're going to supersede your TV rights because this is how the world works now. I I like that. I think people would grimace at the 400 bucks, eh. but because what things cost now, they're like, "Okay, I got to buy this. What do I get?" And the answer is not everything. And then people go, "Eh, like, so I'm going to pay this, but I'm still not going to get everything. Mm -hmm. If you go, here's the fee and you get everything. Yep. Does that include? Yes, it does. Yep. Everything. I didn't stutter. Everything. And, and Just the, make it easy. And it is easy because like the whole thing with the blackouts was interesting uh, because it meant that, you know, I, I think one of the issues was that like the broadcasters who were running the local games wanted you to pay for their subscription fee. Mm -hmm. But I would, I always felt like, listen, it, you know, at the end of the day, if they're running your feed, everybody's still seeing your ads. Yes, you lose out on that subscription fee, I guess. But it's sort of, I don't know. It, it's, it's Yeah, we're not saying it's ad-free. Like, we'll no. just run the fucking no, feed. No, it's not ad-free. It's not. Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah. it's, I don't know. I'm with you. I think it absolutely needs to happen. It's just one of those things where you have to consider, too. And one of the things that we we challenged by in this business, actually, is every every room you walk into when you're trying to sell something new, you have to explain to people From what scratch. it is. <laughs> so every time 
I go out and I pitch this network, I have to explain how podcasting works, how people listen, who's listening, how long they're listening for. Whereas if I was selling a TV show or a radio show, I'd walk in and be like, here are rates. You already know how this works. Because it's so ingrained. It's 50, 60 years of history there, right? Here's so, here's all the fantasy maybe people who are listening to the show. So, so yeah, because it's a guess, right? With TV and radio. You don't know. <laughs> it's it's an estimate. It, like a, you, TV and radio can only guarantee like 800 people are, are actually listening. We have that, mediums where there's fantasy maybe people and definitely actual people. And people are still like, I don't know which one's better. Well, and that's because... What, are you stupid? But that's because people in our parents' age are running the companies. They're the ones who are no, giving the green light to this thing, and they're opening up to it. But you got to remember that Gary Bettman does a lot of the stuff how Gary does it. He doesn't like... Gary Bettman's not like... No, nobody's like, oh, man, Gary Bettman's such a great listener. I've never heard somebody <laughs> say, Gary Bettman, wow, what a... He just sat there, and he listened to me, and he didn't interject at all. Yeah. I think Gary does things the way Gary wants to do things. And I think Gary... A lot of us are not watching uh, hockey on traditional cable anymore. You're watching side screen stuff like what you have with uh, with uh, uh, on YouTube or you're watching like on the Sportsnet app or the TSN app, which is how I watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have cable. I don't have cable anymore. There's no need for it. And and so I think I think that Gary's probably at home in New York watching on Verizon or whatever he has. And he's like, well, yeah, that's how you do it. And and I think that the the, the what happens and, and in so many ways the NHL needs a, a change, but there needs to be new blood injected or at least a leader who's smart enough to realize that they're out of their depth. Hire somebody who's smarter than you and leverage their shit and make your your regime more successful. The NHL is a follower league. Yes. And mm-hmm. once the, the NBA does it, the NHL. Well, this is the problem: is there's no one to follow right now. Right. No, but like uh, for NFL, I have DAZN. I get everything on DAZN. Yep. Like, I, I, every single game is on the, the And you watch the app. CTV feed on DAZN, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They, the they just show whatever feed it is on. I don't know if it's the Fox feed, the CTV feed, whatever. But, like, every single NFL game, I want to watch it. It's I just have a DAZN subscription to their app, and it's there. Like, there are options here, guys. Yeah, like, there are. You got to get more creative. It's and 2022. The smart thing for the NHL to do is to own it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. If you own it yourself, then the money goes to you. Right. Easy. F1. We don't have to sell our rights to anybody. We well, and they do locally, mm-hmm. uh, but they they are like, oh, but you're paying us the fee. That's great. I'm just I'm just, you know, I'm feeling bad. Why? I'm thinking of all the Brits in Canada who want to watch British TV, but they just can't and don't. <laughs> they definitely don't steal it. No, they definitely don't have the technology to just take it on mass all the time. No. Certainly not. Hey, no. do, you, do you want to hear something super annoying for an F1 fan? So Sky Sports has the F1 package in, in the UK and they'd put on a broadcast, actually send people there, actually do a broadcast. Yeah. And I really like their broadcast. I like their announcers. Um, so I watch usually watch the Sky Sports thing if I have the opportunity to. And because they don't have the rights in Canada, because technically those belong to TSN, even though TSN rebroadcasts the Sky Sports feed... I can't watch their digital content on Twitter. 
Oh. <laughs> so I'll see this great video come up, and I'm like, it's Daniel Ricardo talking about his f- future with the McLaren F1 team. I'm like, click, 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 Not available in your country. I'm like, come on, it's Twitter. Saturday Night Live is a big one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Those clips are all, those are like constant every week. You're like, YouTube, oh, great too. SNL thing, and you can't yeah. watch it. And, and Why would the, you show it to me if I can't have it? And the States, the States, they just post all the YouTube clips on, but up here, I think Chorus owns the, owns the rights, I and they, they put them on their, their app. And you're like, ah! Anyway, ah, like here, I'll just be frank. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you mean downloading the global app? And I'm not doing signing that. up. Show me the clip or don't. I'm not doing that. It's not going to make me sign up. To see the not clip. only am I not doing that. No one's doing that. Figure it out to see the clip. No, because those are promotion. It. It's promotion. For what? I understand the main event, for what? but it's promotion for the to, for the sport or for the show. Isn't oh, it? oh, that's sorry. what I mean. I thought you were going to say for the app. I'm like already established oh, not downloading it. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is like if you want to get people to download the app or pay the fee or whatever, uh, give the promo away for free. Give the interviews away for free. Let us watch it on Twitter. I shouldn't have to work this hard to see The Rock doing a Bambi <laughs> trailer. <laughs> and the reason you won't download is because you don't care enough, you know? No, yeah. like if it was something but you cared you were, enough about. But if you were a fucking sketch comedy uh, improv guy. And SNL was your... I don't care, and there's no odds... There's no chance I'm going to care. Yeah. Right. Like, the F1... Let me see it. The F1 thing's interesting, because TSN broadcasts F1, but they, they run commercials during the right. during the races. Yeah. And you wouldn't know this, but, like, there's no stopping time during the races. Yeah, so they don't... They, of course. They don't pull over for a TV time. Right. <laughs> so there's no good time to run commercials, yeah. but there's, like, four commercial breaks during the race. So if you're watching on TSN, you miss some of the race. Also, so there's incentive there to download the app. You know? Now, that's not the only way to sell F1, because in the UK... They don't run ads during the race. <laughs> Honest to God. That Sky Sports <laughs> yeah. is worth a heck of a lot more than any of the sports networks here. Can everyone they... just pull their head out of their ass and do things sensibly? No. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. Holy shit. I know. I know. Okay, I know. so there's a race and the race doesn't stop. Okay, so what should we do? Um, Leave it. Leave it for well, no, minutes at a time. What they have is a double screen now. So you, you can't mm-hmm. hear the race, but you could see the ad and then the screen's smaller, but it's still a not a tiny box. But like shit happens. And you're like, bad. what happened? Ah! And it's always what's like overtake over and signs in for the overtake. And then they're like, wham. And yeah. they hit you with an ad. And you're like, Gah! or there'll be like an FIA decision. And you don't know what the decision is yeah. because you can't hear the people, the commentator. That's right. And listen, you got to make your money. Yeah. I get it. You got to make your money. I just think there's better ways. Yeah. Yes. Is that yes. fair? Like a lower and third. It, and you, yes, and you can make a pile of money. There's so much money in it. Run a little banner across uh, the bottom. I don't man. know. Yes, but are there enough fantasy, maybe definitely not in the kitchen making a sandwich eyes mm. on that lower third? <laughs> <laughs> and one person equals 10,000 people. That's right. No, no. Don't you forget it. No, but it's me for a decade and a half. All right, like, this is no, a little God, inside. People watch my shit. Can you please? I want to move out of my parents' house for fuck's sake. Jeez. That's why we're sending you back to your parents' house, Steve. Yeah. It all ties in. <laughs> Game one of the Stanley Cup final. Let's go, Steven. Some guy's got like a beeper fucking thing <laughs> hooked, and it doubles with his off oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake.
Connection. 